This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Back now from the danger to your health to the danger to your money. How much money do you think Canadians lose in scams? The number is actually pretty staggering. It's at least $130 million. And I am sure that just about everybody has received scam calls or emails. They seem to be just a part of life now. They're not even unusual. I would like to hear from you about what kinds of phone calls and emails you're getting and how some of them might be difficult to discern. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And according to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center, an email-based scam called spear phishing is cheating people of more money than any other scam. That figure is about 37 million. And it's a request for money or information that's sent to a specific person, organization, or business. And just this morning, our producer Zeev Hadi got one. It claimed to be a payroll repayment. And it just asked, just click on this and we'll repay some of your money. I've had similar emails. Some of them look exactly like they are from my bank. And uh, so I'd like to hear from you. Again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And now let's go to Jeff Thompson, Senior RCMP Intelligence Analyst with the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Okay, so first of all, how did you quantify the numbers, the amount of money lost by all these particular scams? Um, yeah, I mean, fraud is, is really prevalent. It's, it's not going away. Uh, you know, we've we've seen the numbers going up the past couple of years. Um, you know, right now we, we break down fraud into, to, you know, almost 40 different categories. So, so there's a variety of different scams out there, and you, you constantly got to be on the lookout for new ones. Uh, and it, I mean, it's amazing. It's it, it seems that you know that I mean sometimes it seems like there's at least a couple of ones that come in by phone every day, and and then a couple by email. That's right. That's right. So I mean, you know, when we say recognize, reject, report. Uh, recognize the key messaging there is recognizing that frauds are happening over the phone via text messaging, uh, you know, internet social networking sites over the internet, uh, email. You know, fraudsters are, are using every means that they're disposable to try and reach potential victims. Um, so you, again, you got to constantly be on the lookout. And again, a question. So how did you come up with some of these figures about the losses? So the Anti-Fraud Center is a uh, central repository run by the Royal Canadian Mental Police, the Ontario Prevention Police, and the Competition Bureau of Canada. So we're receiving reporting from uh, Canadians and, and, you know, people and businesses around the world uh, that have been affected by scams with a Canadian connection. So, so people can reach the Anti-Fraud Center by calling a toll-free line, 888-495-8501, or filing a report online at www.antifraudcenter.ca. 
Okay, so, you know, again, uh, it seems like the fraudsters are getting better and better at making their stuff look legit. I mean, it's easy enough. Sometimes I get a call, uh, something about my visa, except I don't have a visa. So that's easy enough. But some of them really look legit. What are some tips to be able to recognize that they are scams? Well, one of the key trends we see in fraud today is um, the use of fear or coercion or, um, you know, urgency, right? Uh, so one of the key things you can you can look for or listen for is the situation of, uh, you know, you need to do exactly what we're saying or else you need to do this right away. Uh, there's that level of authority. There's that level of fear. Um, the, the fraudsters are really practiced at trying to get people into... Um, a panic state, you know, they're, they're trying to get you to react to their demands. And, you know, one of the key things we want people to do is just stop, don't react, right? Uh, there's no, no reason for you to have to provide personal or financial information or money in an urgent situation. You should be able to, to stop, think about it and talk to other people. Uh, and I want to get right to the phones, but how do you know not to click on something that says, you know, we're about to give you a refund or, or whatever? Um, you got to be really cautious. You got to be paying attention to you know the the URL or the the, the website address bar. Um, you look at the messaging. Look for typos, uh, mistakes uh, in the messaging. Uh, think you know what am I getting this refund for? Like I've I've gotten that email or that text message and I haven't even filed my taxes yet. So so how can that possibly be right? Um, why would I click on the link if I haven't even filed my taxes? So so really questioned. You know what am I getting a refund for? Why why is this coming? Uh, and if you can't come up with a really good reason, then you know you shouldn't be following through. Yeah, and uh, just to clarify, so if you kind of hover your mouse or your cursor over the URL and it doesn't match, right? If it says it's from CIBC and then you hover and it, and it looks weird, then, then you know something is amiss, right? That's, yeah, that's another indicator for sure. Okay. Let's take a couple of calls, starting with Murray and Malton. Hi, Murray. Hi, how are you today? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Listen, I've got a new one come in just a couple of days ago, actually. They called me for four times over three days, and it's about my social insurance number. They say it's been compromised. And they say, press one to uh, talk to an investigator. Well, the first time they said, talk to the RCMP. So when I got on the line with them, I asked them what his badge number and where his uh, office was, and they hung up right away. So right then, I know it's a scam. The next two times, right, I pushed one to see whatever, right? And I talked to the person a little bit, and uh, they got whatever frustrated and hung up. The last time, I gave them a false name. Uh, they asked me for my postal code. I gave them a false postal code number. And the lady talked to me for like two minutes after that, but never, ever asked me to confirm my social insurance number. So I don't know what's going on. But like I said, they called me three times in four days. Okay, but you know, Murray, and let's check in with Jeff. But I think that the advice is generally don't engage with them. A lot of people want to mess with them. Uh, Jeff Thompson, is that a good idea? You know, best idea is not to engage with them, uh, as you're saying, um, you know, it's it's going to waste your time, you know, it might waste their time, but it could also result in, you know, um, 
increased calls coming to your phone number or other sort of threats or messaging from from the scammers. Uh, so we certainly recommend you know you hang up, you you disconnect, you don't engage with them for sure. Okay. Yeah, but my 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 whole question on this thing too, and I, I phoned the police department and they gave me an, an RCMP number. Now, how do I know really if my social insurance number has been compromised? All right, that was my. my my reason for engaging in conversation in the last, but like I said, I gave a false name and everything, so they still don't know who I am. That's a good question. Is there a way that people can tell? So what you want to do, I mean, essentially if you get a phone call, an automated phone call, creating that situation of panic and alarm again uh, and asking you to push one, that's that's a key indicator, right? So no government agency or legitimate institution is going to, you know, start, mass calling Canadians using automated systems, asking you to push one and, and scaring you, creating that situation of panic again to get you to push one. Uh, so that's your first indicator of a scam. If, you know, you are concerned about identity theft and fraud, uh, what we recommend is you um, get copies of your, your credit report to start by reaching out to the credit bureaus. Um, and then you gotta you got to also check all your accounts, monitor your accounts, change your passwords if, you, if you're concerned about identity theft. Uh, on any accounts you have and online accounts. Um, so, so there's different steps you can take to sort of protect your personal information. And then, I, again, if you think you're a victim of identity theft and there's fraud on your SIN, uh, you know, getting a hold of, of, of Service Canada and, and getting a hold of credit bureaus to, to check, you know, to make sure there's no fraud occurring. Okay, Marie, okay. thanks yeah. for your call. Dino, you also got a call about your SIN, SIN number, right? Dino, are you there? Yeah, yeah I'm here. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I got one this morning, and I just pushed the one, and uh, this young lad came on the phone, and he says, what's your name? I said, don't wait about it. You call me, you should know everything about me. And as soon as I said that, uh, words that came out of his mouth, I think his mother should have put a bar of soap in there. <laughs> and he, this guy was vicious. And he, was, he started real young, but man, as soon as I, I said, you know who I am, he just went, went vicious, viciously crazy on it. Oh, that's weird. That's not going to be very effective from them. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. But, but uh, why did you push one, Dino? Well, I mean, I, I'm retired from the police department. I, I, I do all sorts of things like that. They're just to, just to aggravate them sometimes. I know, I know it's no good to do, but you know, well, I just wanted to find out what it was really all about. And, uh, like, I did hear that, uh, that that's a $37 million scam right now. So, you know. Yeah, the, that's the that's the spear phishing, which is by email. This is a different one. Okay, no. Dino, thanks for your call. Well, you have a good day. Thanks. Uh, Bye. Bye. Uh, this social insurance scam it's it's relatively new, but it's been around for a while. Do you have a, a number on that, Jeff? On how much money has been lost by that? Well, it falls into the the broader category of extortion, um, you know, extortion scams in terms of volume of reporting or number of reports that we receive are the number one reported scam. And it, by and large, it has to do with, um, with you know, the, the Service Canada scams and number scam or, or the, the CRA scam. Uh, last year in 2019, we received nearly 13,000 reports of this, of, of extortion scams, not, you know, not service Canada scam in particular um, you know the extortion scams accounted for about 11, 11 million in losses as well okay uh, let me go through some of the numbers here so we said the spear phishing was 37 million 
uh, romance scams. Love Online, 23 million last year, 13 million in investment scams. And uh, again, you were referring to extortion. That's 11, 11 million. And uh, those are the ones where criminals uh, are using ransomware and and um, asking companies to pay up or or lose valuable data. I know that uh, uh, probably a couple of months back or a month back, I was getting uh, a very um, nasty sounding emails of, of people who said that they have all my personal information. And it's just a uh, yeah, right? Really? I don't think so. So is that a new one too, Jeff? Yeah, that, that one popped up a little over uh, a year ago, might be two years ago now, actually. It's, you know, it's the email extortion scam. So, so again, if we go back to, you know, my messaging, recognizing that they're using internet, internet, social networking, email, text messaging, telephone to, to try and scam you. So, you know, you have telephone extortion scams, email extortion scams, internet extortion scams is your ransomware. So the email extortion scam is exactly what you're saying, you know. So email started circulating, you know, saying you've been involved in all kinds of, uh, uh, nasty things and, and that, they, you know, they got video of you and that if you don't, um, you know, comply with their request or demand to, to send money to a certain Bitcoin address that they're going to release these videos to your friends and family. Um, you know, so, so it's another variation, again, of that extortion category and, and that trend of scams that are, are, are trying to scare people and coerce them into to reacting. Yeah, I mean, and this one, uh, it was basically it was saying, "Hey, I've I've got all your personal information." I, I was looking at it and said, "Well, you know what? I don't think you do." Mm-hmm. And uh, there's nothing, uh, no unusual activity. But an- another thing about all of this is that when they do get your personal information, often they wait a while to use it till you're uh, not on guard if you've lost your wallet or something like that, right? Well, that that is, you know, um, that used to be the case, but you know what we're finding increasingly today is that um, because of the increased messaging, increased awareness about fraud, um, you're seeing fraudsters, you know, obtaining personal information and and using it sooner than later, actually. Um, you know, so from responding to a phishing email today to you know accounts being compromised tomorrow is not uncommon today. Um, so so, this, you know, the world's moving faster. The ability to, to access, you know, uh, financial accounts, the ability to, to share information is, is all much faster. Um, so so it, it is happening faster today. Okay, let's hear from Carol in Brantford. Hi, Carol. Are you there, Carol? Carol? Oh, okay. Uh, we will move right along to Bill in Brampton. Hi, Bill. Hello, Libby. Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was scammed. No, I shouldn't say I was scammed. I was tried to be scammed. Uh, last year I was at work, and uh, a phone call came in, and I can't remember where this gentleman said he was calling from. He had a very powerful, intimidating voice, uh, and his complaint was that my business that I worked at had been told numerous times to pay their hydro bill. And we were in arrears. And uh, I had five minutes to give him a credit card number or else he was going to turn my power off. (laughs) Okay. So I said to him, pal, I've got you on speakerphone. 
I'm going to stand here for the next five minutes, and I want to see my lights go out. And he hung up. Okay. That's there you a, go. That's, that's an interesting one, Bill. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, Jeff, have you heard of that one? No, that's, that's a new one for me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, you gotta wonder. They can't be very smart scamsters if the, if uh, you can figure out within five minutes that uh, they're that they're bluffing you. Uh, but I guess uh, they hope that you know people will be distressed. Let's take uh, one more call before the break. Chris in Mississauga. Hi, Chris. Hi. Go ahead. Get you there. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Um, my question is um i try to block these numbers when they come into my answering machine on my phone and they just seem to keep coming is there a way that we can get them so that they're not um being able to get through on the phone after you block them uh okay i'll ask jeff i I would assume they just change the number that's what they seem to do it just seems to be these 1-800 numbers that are just keep coming through jeff yeah, I mean, they cycle through the numbers appearing on your call display. Um, you know, when it comes to to call blocking, uh, that that feature is, is hopefully you know it's improving with the CRTC's new regulation. Uh, but essentially, right now, as long as it's you know conforming to to North American standards, and you know it's a 15-digit number basically or a 10-digit number, um, and it's you know a number that can be called back, uh, these calls will will continue to come through. Um, but certainly reach out if you're, if you're seeing a spike in unwanted uh, calls and, and fraud calls, uh, definitely reach out to your phone provider to see what uh, what protections they might offer. Okay, oh, Chris. Okay. Thanks. We've been talking to Jeff Thompson with the Anti-Fraud Center. We'll get to your calls in a moment, but I'd also like to bring in Anne Kavukian, who is the Executive Director of Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. Hi, Anne. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Does this so many su- issues to discuss. Uh, yeah. Uh, does this surprise you that Canadians lost $130 million last year and spearfishing is number one? Isn't the amount huge? I mean, that's the part that surprised me. I didn't realize it was quite that high. I know there's a lot of fishing, spearfishing taking place. So much deception. And I just, it, it frightens me because so many people out there are just provide the information when they get a call or something they just give the information that is being sought out without you know any um reservation and that's what we have to change libby okay you know i i don't know if i'm telling tales out of school here but one thing our it people did is that they 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 sent out their own bogus email to see how many people clicked on it and it was more than they would have hoped So, Uh, so we had a big session here I wasn't one of them. <laughs> I got the gold star. Um, and what can people do to protect themselves? And are we getting more of those because we're giving out our emails, uh, you know, a lot more than we ever used to? Absolutely. You have to be very guarded with who you share your email with. Uh, and, and the most important thing is if you get a, a, a if you get pinged by somebody you don't know and they're saying, oh, my God, there's dire consequences this has happened, you have to provide us with X information, don't do it. Just that's what I want to alert people to is unless you know who it is who's contacting you and you're confident that this is a legitimate inquiry, 
Do not respond. Uh, check it out in some other way if you want. Uh, phone somebody or d- do uh, investigate them, but do not just hand over, especially sensitive personal information. Don't do it. Um, yeah, but uh, a lot of those emails, Jeff, are masquerading as emails from legitimate places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, NN knows it too. Like, they're, they're very good at creating a, a, an email that looks like a legitimate institution. Uh, we talked earlier about, you know, scrolling over the links, paying attention to the, to the address bar and the URLs, uh, paying attention to the spelling and the, the grammar and, and the messaging. So th- there are things you can look at, but certainly the fraudsters are, are uh, getting more sophisticated in how they can design these emails. Well, exactly. Uh, that's the thing. They keep getting smarter. Let's hear from Betty in Toronto. Hi, Betty. Hi there. I had a call 6.30 in the morning, supposedly, from Visa. I hung up, and I called Visa, and they gave me an excellent tip. This is part of their scheme, calling you when you're just waking and you're not very alert. Visa never call before 9 or 10 in the morning, and I thought that was a good tip to know. You know what, Betty? I got that same call and it woke me up at six in the morning and boy, was I annoyed because I was in a a pretty deep sleep. I knew right away it was a scam, but yeah, I mean, the scamsters should know (laughs) it's a little early. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. What's so appalling is if you're, especially if you're um, an elderly person, you're living at home alone, perhaps you're not aware of these issues. It's frightening to get a call at 6.30 in the morning saying all kinds of things that, that put you at risk. And so, you know, you're, you're on, you're just so terrified. You, you hand over the information that's being requested. Don't do it. Well, you know, you know what? Getting a call at that hour of the morning, uh, it can't be anything good at <laughs> whatever age that's you right. are. That's right. Let's hear. Oh, we have a call from Akron, Ohio. Joe in Akron, Ohio. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Hi there. Hi. Go ahead. Uh, You know, I at one time was getting 12 to possibly 15 calls per day and threatening and the whole nine yards, you know, on the answering machine. Honestly, I just unplug the answering machine. That phone can ring all day. I don't have to answer it. Yes, yes. You know, that's such a good point. I I remember at one time I was getting a number of calls as well. And the terrifying thing is the voice who's leaving these messages, it's really scary. You know, they say, if you don't respond right away, then they name out all these horrible things are going to happen to you. The police are going to come after you. I mean, it's terrifying. My heart goes out to people who aren't aware of just ignoring these calls. Um, yeah, Joe, anything else you want to tell us? Uh, no, you know, it's the same thing. You know, uh, there's a warrant for my arrest and they're on their way. And I'm like, well, say my name then. <laughs> tell me who I am. Tell me what I'm being arrested for. And they hang up. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Not so funny, though, necessarily. Yeah. No, it's absolutely true. And, you know, when you look at the the work from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center, um, they just keep telling people, remain vigilant. We don't want you to become a victim. Do not respond to these calls and inquiries. Uh, Jeff, uh, you know, uh, the conventional wisdom is that the older people are really much more vulnerable. Do you agree with that? And why is it? 
You know, there is a disproportionate number of seniors who, who do fall victim to these scams. Uh, they tend to be targeted more because, you know, they tend to have a little bit more money to lose. So we do see higher dollar loss for the seniors. But there has been a growing trend where we're seeing younger people fall the scams. Uh, in particular, you know, the romance scam is, is targeting middle-aged people, um, you know, mostly wit- women, widowed, divorced. Um, so, so we're seeing a different trend with some of the different scams. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And the romance scam—they start, you know, people put a, a an online profile on online, and and somebody responds to it. And um, how long do they take to develop, Jeff? Generally, well, they can be really quick. Uh, that's one of the key indicators: is you've just met somebody and they're professing their love within minutes, uh, you know, or within days. We'll say mm-hmm. um, that, that's one of the key indicators. So it, so it can happen really fast. Or we've seen cases where they take three, four, five, six months to develop that trust, to develop that relationship. Uh, and that's part of the part of the goal. There is is feeling out how much money you you might have, how much money you might be, uh, you know, how much money they can probably get from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and with trust comes higher dollar losses. So if you trust somebody you're more likely to send them more money. You know, it's yeah. it's interesting. For a while, I was getting a lot of these uh, emails at, from women and saying, I'm my mm. so-and-so, um, I, I think you're wonderful, I love you. And I thought, that's really weird. Huh. And they did stop, I have to say. But, <sighs> I mean, it's just something that I delete. But it was of it course. was strange. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I think that's part of the problem. People can't believe that these fraudsters would engage in this kind of activity and this kind of behavior. And they're just not accustomed to being vigilant in terms of when they receive ridiculous emails and things of that nature that they just delete, 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 don't respond, don't do anything. Okay, yeah, that's um, that's one of the things, you know, I don't know if maybe people have some time on their hands. There, there are some people who seem to really enjoy taking these people on or engaging them, but it, it's interesting oh. that, Jeff, you mentioned that that might end, uh, end up with you getting more calls, not less. Yeah, you know, if you engage with them on the phone, you can, you know, and, and especially as we heard from one caller earlier that uh, the guy on the other end of the phone didn't have anything nice to say once he engaged with him. Um, but we've seen situations where, where they'll, you know, um, spam the the victim again if they they get the frauds at a hard time. So they'll they'll hang up the phone and then their phone will just continue to get phone calls. Uh, they may, may get more threatening messages from, from the fraudsters. So it's definitely, you know, be aware that if you're going to engage with the fraudsters that you know, they have, you know, tools at their disposal to make your life a little bit more miserable. Okay, Leslie in Oshawa. Hi, Leslie. Hi. Go ahead, you're on the air. I just wanted to say thank you for taking my call. Okay, you're welcome. Um, my granddaughter, who is 15, was scammed out of $50. Ah. My Facebook account got hacked, and they contacted her, and they pretended to be me. So she um, she gave them all her information. Luckily, not her banking information. But what she did was go to um, some place that they told her to to get money through. Oh my goodness! um, A Bitcoin or something? Yes. Mm. So she lost fifty dollars. Well, that's probably uh, pretty inexpensive for a very good life lesson, I'd say, um, though that's too bad. But, um, you know, it is. Uh, um, but it's, 
Which is really appalling. She said that she was going to go to the police, and uh, then they started to threaten her that they knew where she lived, and so I went right, right straight over, and I told her these people are in China; they can't um, hurt you. She still didn't calm down until I actually took her to the police station and they spoke with her. Oh, that's 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 yeah. good. I mean, that's terrible targeting children. Uh, yeah. But, you know, your your granddaughter, probably I'm assuming that you don't uh, dabble too much in in cryptocurrency that she might have thought that 50 bucks for you would be a little in, in Bitcoin might be a little strange. But yeah, and yeah, and that's what clued her in. And she texted me, and she said, "Are Grammy? Are you uh, messaging me?" And I said, "No." Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's. Thank you for sharing that. But that's uh, you know, we've just talked about them targeting older people, but now they're targeting younger people as well. Leslie, thanks for your call. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. <sighs> Uh, we are we're starting to run out of time. I think this is, we're going to have to take this up again, but, uh, yeah. Um, and what would you like to leave us with? I just want to say it is so utterly appalling that example. And it's not just with the elderly. It's obviously with young people. Please be cautious. Do not take any calls, any emails. If you suspect anything, if you don't know who the caller is, who's sending the email, delete. Just delete, hang up, do nothing. And I just want people to be very cautious. Okay, Jeff, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, the same type of messaging. You know, again, recognize, reject, report, recognize, that again, that the fraudsters are, you know, using emails, text messaging, uh, internet, uh, telephone. You know, they're trying to scam money out of anybody, any way they can get a hold of them. Um, reject, hang up, delete, uh, as Ann's saying, and then report. You know, if police don't get the reporting, if law enforcement doesn't hear about it, we don't know what's happening. And uh, that's really important in getting the messaging out. Okay. Thank you both so much, Ann Kavukian and Jeff Thompson. People, Free For All Friday is coming up and we can continue the conversation about scams and fraudsters and what to do to avoid getting built, bilked. And right now that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.